Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Yes, this is Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max coming to you. Very live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. No one gets Honeymooners references anymore. So the Bears introduced their new GM and head coach, guys. Wait, Jay. Max, hold on, Max. Hold yes. on. Key, like to wish everybody happy first day of Black History Month. Ah. February. February you know, 1st. Just off, off, off the top, just want to say that. Jay, Jay said the before the segment, hey, say hello. And of you course. completely forgot. I, I'm, going, I'm going on 90 minutes minute, sleep, A brother. minute before we came live on air, I was like, hey, let's just say I'm, what's I'm, up. I'm going on 90 yeah. minutes sleep. That's my only excuse. All good. My bad. Now let's get into the Bears. Yeah. Um, so they introduced their new GM and head coach, and it's Ryan Poles and Matt Eberflus to replace Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy. Ryan and Matt replace Ryan and Matt. <laughs> and George McCaskey, the Bears' chairman, at a press conference um, – well, listen to the reporter's question and then listen to his answer. Tell me if you think that he realized this ahead of time. Listen. Ryan and Matt, again. Any concern there? Oh. <laughs> Thank you. He had a smile on his face, Jay. It was like trying to decipher the Mona Lisa. I couldn't understand. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, did he know or not? Is he being sarcastic? He has to know. Come on. It's Ryan and Matt. Guys, Ryan and Matt are our football Guys, ah, that's pretty interesting. <laughs> you have to know; it's right there in front of your face, Ryan and Matt. Key from listening to that, did he was he was he like you know joking around, or you think he really didn't know? I mean, of course he knew. You, how many times you think that that's come up since he hired Ryan and Matt? I mean, I'm sure through the interview process, somebody said, "Oh, you know, you're hiring a Ryan and a Matt." Had to, right? <laughs> Had of to. Course. Look, if he doesn't know, then I'm severely concerned about the choices that they make. Okay, wait, listen to it again. Ryan and Matt, again. <laughs> Any concern there? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Ah, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Hey, guys. Oh, he's like, oh, really? Like, yeah, okay, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it, it's exactly. the type of joke, too. Like, what was it, Evan? You'll know this. Womp, womp. Office Space. Who was it that he had the same name of? Michael uh, Bolton. Michael, Michael Bolton. Bolton. Come right? On, like, his name was Michael Bolton, so everyone <laughs> had to. Like, it's the only, the lowest Why should I change fruit. my name when he's the guy who sucks? <laughs> right, yeah. Ryan. Evan. Right. That's what these guys are saying. Why should we change our names when they're the guys that suck? Right? <laughs> it's the same we gotta thing. We got to get that line, Evan. That's a great drop. Oh, my. Aki's right. He has to know because Every nitwit has to bring that. It's like Jeff Saturday. I've made the Jeff Friday uh, jokes when he's and he's heard, heard them a thousand times, and he has to laugh as though it's the first time he's heard it. That poor guy. Hey Jay, how was that accident? Uh, I haven't heard that one before. Oh, like, Jay, on. you like, took it to a dark what place. What are you talking then? about? This is just common things that people say daily. We, we've mm-hmm. heard it before. Oh my! Really? People ask you about that daily? Oh, <laughs> oh there he is, the culprit. Yeah, yeah. No. Mm. Yeah. See? <laughs> so, so 
meantime, then he got into something interesting. <laughs> Key, I got to hey, tell yep. you, as a Giants fan, I love what Dable had to say, and I love what what um, what uh, Shane has had to say. They just sound like regular, normal, experienced football people. Not talking crazy. That doesn't seem to work, right? Listen to Ryan Poles. And tell me if you think, Key, and Jay, you're a Bears fan, so I want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. If you like this or not, here's Ryan Poles on their position in the NFC North. We're going to maintain great self and self-awareness of who we are. We're going to solve problems with open communication and candor. And we're going to consistently put players in position to succeed. And the last thing, the most important piece, is we're going to take the North and never give it back. You see, I... I'm cool on that. That doesn't do anything for me as a player. I mean, I understand they gave you a script to read because it certainly sounds like he's reading from a piece of paper. Um, It's not his job, in my opinion, to talk about what they're going to be doing as a football team. If I'm him and I'm having my first press conference and I'm addressing the media, I'm here to help the coach. I'm going to find the players to get the best players to put on the team and allow him to coach them up so we can win football games. I'm not going to, you know, I'm I'm, I'm, locking, yeah. I'm I'm locking step with the head coach. And, you know, his job is to get Justin Fields ready. My job is to find people to put around Justin Fields. And that's it. That's what it is. It's not, a, but you know, whatever. I mean, hey, everybody does it different. No, I'm nervous that. from that, Jay. I'm, Why? I'd be nervous if I was a Bears fan. Why? Me too, uh, Max. Yeah. Super Why? Because I, I never ba- hear look, that work out. I'm not a Bears fan like that. now that I'm yeah. nervous for them. Yeah. Well, there's, there's different ways to skin a cat. All right. And first off, skinning cats. I mean, that's what kind of seed is you? What? Jeez. All I'm saying is that I'm okay with him reading off a script to a degree. It was prepared. He put time and energy into that with his staff. Fine. The we're going to take the North, never give it back. Like, that's a Game of Thrones reference to me. Oh, right? Game like, of that's Thrones. That's something I've heard okay. before. Yeah, we are the North, right? Like, it's, it's something that I feel like he's 36 years old. Like, he's going to look at it a did little bit Did they say that in Game of Thrones? We're gonna, I'm going to – did any character no, say I'm going to take re- the North re- and not give it back? It just reminds me of okay. – Never yeah. seen it, don't even know what it is. I've oh, I know. It, I've, I've seen, seen a ton seen of it. it. Yeah. And, like, we It was good until the last couple seasons. That's all they talked about. Yeah. Right, so like for me, like I'm, I'm okay with that. Now you just have to go out, and regardless of what any GM says, Brian Dable could be up here saying all the right things or not saying anything. They lose or they make the wrong decisions. You're not gonna like Brian Dable. Like same thing with Ryan Poles. Like Ebert Lucy's your guy. Fine. Like let's see the, let's see the progress with Justin Fields. Let's see how the team continues to grow and the proof is in the pudding on the field. You, hey, Jay Key wrote I, I, I for both need- teams. Go ahead, Keith, my, go ahead. I was going to say, I don't need my general manager speaking for the head coach about the product that's going to be on the field. Mm-hmm. I need him to speak about the product he's putting on the field or the product he's giving the head coach so that the head coach can be successful. I don't need him telling me anything about winning the North because guess what? It's my ass when I don't win the North and you know I don't else? own the North. You know what else? Have you ever noticed, Jay, Jay you know, okay, first Setting of all, you root for both teams. You have interest in both teams, Giants and Bears, and two very different kind of introductions. Yes. And as a Giants fan, for the first time in a long time, right. I feel good about who the Giants hired, even based on the way they're talking. Plus, I don't know if John Mara would go pick Brian Dable up at the airport. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> but I, I would feel nervous otherwise, and I'll tell you why. 
there's, I think, a psychological phenomenon, and, and maybe people can relate to this in their own lives. When you're working on something, whether that's, I don't know, quitting smoking or working out or doing something at your job or you're, it's something to do with an interpersonal relationship or a project, when you talk about it, like you start to make a little progress on it and you start talking about it, like, hey, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, usually to me, that's a signal that you're not, that, that you're not about it really or that not for long because it, it fulfills the same kind of psychic place in you that doing it does. The okay. talking takes the place of the doing. It releases some of that. It's like a safety valve releasing some of that pent-up steam that you should be using toward working on what you're talking about because talk is cheap. So, And I love Muhammad Ali, right? I don't mind. But when a GM, if that's a quarterback talking, I love it. When a GM gets up there and starts talking about, we're going to take the North and not give it back. <laughs> exactly. I, I, it rubs me the wrong way, Jay. Why? Because of what I just said. It's like, it's yeah. like just do the job. You got work ahead. Yeah, he is going to do yeah. the job. Are you sure? It, 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 what do you mean, I, I am I sure? To, I need him to just do his job, and I need him to get so players for the head coach, and I need the head coach to produce, and that's all. I don't need his press conference to sound like, first of all, yes, he can read from a newspaper, I mean from a, a, a piece of paper, no question about it. It sounds scripted to me. And when it sounds scripted, I can't believe in it. It just doesn't doesn't tickle my fanny, so to speak. And so I'm sure other Chicago Bear diehard fans probably feel the same way, saying to themselves, uh-oh, what have we gotten ourselves into? Because much different than the Giants press conference, just much different, way different. Actually. Jay's a fan I, of both I, teams. I, so I'm not, I'm not worried about – Paul saying we're going to take the North and never give it back. I'm more worried about what the hell he does with the personnel that's on this team and the decisions that him and his coach make to further advance this team from where they are. You know, if you, if like, so let like me, give I'm not going to draw a massive conclusion from we're going to take the North and never give it back. Like actually a part of me likes that. I want to hear somebody from our organization speak things into existence and say, Hey, this is the bar. But one, one is focusing like the giants have been very process focused and this is, uh, result oriented. What, the last two weeks they've been very process focused for the Giants. That's but what you're no, when, so now when, when, when we I, have no concerns about the Giants anymore. When, no, you no, were very not, concerned about John Mara like yesterday. It's, it's not that Jay. It's what they're saying indicates to me the right state of mind. It's like and and uh, look, we got to move on. But if if two people are I don't know quitting drinking or quitting some vice, right? And one of them saying, I'm never going to touch this again as long as I live. And the other saying, I'm not going to do this today. I'm just trying to deal. You would say the one who's, you would have more confidence in the one who is process oriented than the one talking tough about what it's going to be. Okay. I think. But Jay doesn't. And Jay's the guy who has, who's emotionally invested in both these teams. I'm cool to see what happens next. Keyshawn, Jay Willemax is presented by Progressive Insurance. No, Jay, you must make grand sweeping conclusions based on a few words. Right now, two future Hall of Famers are reportedly retiring. So Key's going to rank them. Ooh. Brady to Big Ben. Wait till you hear this setup. Next on ESPN Radio and ESPN2. Keyshawn, Jay Willemax, the podcast. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, 
Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. So Tom Brady is reportedly retiring. Big Ben has announced his retirement already. And Keyshawn Johnson is going to rank the quarterbacks, Brady to Big Ben. So Brady obviously starts at the top. He's going to keep going until he gets to Big Ben. And the reason is, and the parameters are since Key entered the league as a number one pick in 96, right? So all of the dudes we're going to talk about right now were drafted after Key got in the league. Had a chance to see him, right? 96 and on. Starting with, well, go ahead, Key. Take it away. Number one. (laughs) Well, you mentioned Tom Brady sitting at number one. That's an easy one. You know, you could talk about the history of Tom Brady, the 10 appearances in the Super Bowl, the seven victories in the Super Bowl, and then going from the New England Patriots to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in his first year winning the Super Bowl and getting them one touchdown away from going to an NFC Championship game in his second year. So that's him at one. Number two. Number two is his rival would be Peyton Manning. We know Manning's career started off 50 interceptions or whatever it was, something crazy, that number. And then all of a sudden, you look up and he's dueling year in and year out the New England Patriots to try to get through the AFC. He finally breaks through, wins his Super Bowl. He leaves because of neck injury in the Indianapolis Colts, goes to the Denver Broncos, and goes to two Super Bowls with the Denver Broncos, winning one. Number three. Number three, a man that we've talked about on this show over the last year an awful lot, and Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers' body of work certainly has him poised to be considered one of the greatest top three, four quarterbacks in all of the National Football League's history, but he only has one championship. Numbers aside, he's been able to take care of business regardless of who the coach has been. He's played in a number of NFC championship games, but yet to get back to the Super Bowl since winning the one with Mike McCarthy. Number four. And number four, is the retired Ben Roethlisberger sitting at number four. Now, mind you, this is since I entered the league in 1996. This is not anything but that. Two championships with Ben Roethlisberger, one with Coach Cowher, one with Mike Tomlin. When you look at the great throw that he made at the end of the game, 43 seconds ago against the Arizona Cardinals, a dime to Santonio Holmes. There's only one or two people in all of the National Football League that could possibly make that throw, and he's one. So let me just mention some of the guys who did not make the cut here, Key. Drew Brees. That's one. Russell Wilson. His uh, Ben Roethlisberger's classmates, basically, right? They came out in the same quarterback class, Phillip Rivers and Eli Manning, who was a two-time Super Bowl MVP. Matt Ryan. 
does does anyone have an argument that any one of those guys? I mean, the guy, who, the two that jump out to me, because Roethlisberger is considered the best in that yes. class of Rivers and Eli, generally. But the two that jump out to me are Drew Brees and Russell Wilson, both Super Bowl winners. Um, Russell Wilson spent most of the last half dozen years, you could argue, until this year, he was the best player in football over the entire span, right? If you just added it all up, he was certainly in the conversation. Drew Brees... There are people who wrongly consider him as a candidate other than Brady for the best ever because he was so accurate. Where are you on this, Jay? I mean, Drew Brees would be the only one for me. I mean, I I hear what you're saying on Russell Wilson, but uh, Drew Brees, because of his accuracy uh, and because of how he won and how he played, I think could crack it. But once again, Key's list, I mean, it's hard for me to argue with that list of those four. I agree. You know what occurs to me looking at your list, Key? And I really do think – I think Roger's stock has suffered – recently by not getting back to the Super Bowl you'd think well he keeps going to the NFC championship game or he did at least two years in a row but and he was supposed to this year but like if you would have made that list key five years ago I would have said mm, Brady had Belichick the whole time Rodgers is so great and da 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 and there would be an argument that he should be one or at least two behind Brady but I can't argue with your list I think you got it right in order and it tells me that Rodgers stock to me has been hurt a little recently no, I don't think I don't think his stock has been hurt. I think what people are looking at is his ability to create uh, conversation around whether it's I'm coming or going, whether I'm vaccinated, not vaccinated. Oh, I can't get out of the NFC. I, oh, better yet, I can't even win a divisional game. That's that's what you're looking at. I'm looking at he still has four to five good years of football left. So he can potentially win a Super Bowl. It's not over with. Drew Brees' argument is, yeah, I get it. Drew Brees went once with Sean Payton, the only coach that he ever had in New Orleans, other than other than for the short period of time that Sean Payton had to take a stint because of the Bounty Gate situation. He had to take off that year. But Sean Payton, in large, has been the only system, the only quarterback for Drew Brees. And when you talk about accuracy, Big Ben was a very accurate quarterback. You see that throw to Santonio Holmes on the sideline. But what happens is because of Big Ben's style, it just looks clunky and people don't really understand. They're like, ah, well, you know, he's not as as, as nearly as mobile as these other guys. Well, you got to remember, go back to the beginning stages of his career, not at the end when you saw him a shell of himself. He's like a, 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 a boxer who's, Punch drunk now. I mean, that's where it's at with him in his career in the end. If you go back six, seven, eight years ago, Ben Roethlisberger was one of the most accurate quarterbacks in the National Football League. Mm -hmm. And then you talk about Russell Wilson. (laughs) Russell Wilson, in my opinion, and it's just my opinion, was a product of Pete Carroll and that defense. The moment that they took that defense away from him and allowed it to be Cook Russ, they kind of just been a team that makes the playoffs and goes home. So when you spent talk about Eli Manning, Eli Manning's a really hell of a quarterback that'll yep. be in the Hall of Fame. May be a first ballot, may not be a first ballot. He did win two Super Bowls, there's no question about it. But they were 9-7 and seven in the regular season. Mm-hmm. He's a 500 quarterback over the course of his career. I mean, it's just a – and all of it's not his fault. But when you look at it in the some end – Some of it is. <laughs> yeah. But, we, yeah. but when you look at it in the end and you, you, you look at the math and you look at everything – Ben Roethlisberger had a better career, in my opinion. And then when you talk about Phillip Rivers, Phillip Rivers was a nasty quarterback, always there for his team, had a hell of an arm with a weird delivery, but he never could get past the 
AFC Championship game that he only played in, I believe, one time against the New England Patriots up in New England on a torn ACL. So all the grit, the gr- all that's true about Phillip Rivers. I'd like to have Phillip Rivers' left arm compared to some of the quarterbacks that I played with. But when you're looking at this list and you're talking Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers, Big Ben, Drew Brees, Wilson, and then let's not talk about Matt Ryan, an MVP in this league, who had led a team to a Super Bowl appearance, okay, had ha- has had some mixed sort of coaching in Atlanta. I think his career has been, to a degree, a very positive Hall of Fame-type career. I wish at the end he can get on a team that gives him the opportunity, like a Matthew Stafford, to push a team into the Super Bowl so we now know, okay, Matt Ryan just needs to be with a better team than he is in Atlanta right now. Yeah, I, I mean, I think your list, to me, it's uncontroversial, although I imagine people will say most people I imagine would put Breeze ahead of Roethlisberger. I don't. I think I, I agree with your list. Jay, I don't what, give what a it, damn what people on Twitter say. What, it, <laughs> what, what I'm just talking to people listening right mm-hmm. now. Jay, what it does occur to me, is that maybe you're this way too? I think key is, and I'm a little. I, I we're all trying to hit moving targets while guys are still playing, right? Okay. So a lot of it, your brain is a prediction machine. You know how, like, when you're on the treadmill, you get off. All of a sudden, you're like, "Whoa, the ground is still moving." Sort of. It's because your brain has gotten accustomed to. So the trajectory of guys we take into account. That's why people are like, "Patrick Mahomes going to win a million because it feels that way in the moment. Key reserves judgment until they actually do it more than, say, someone like me, who are, who's trying to, like, track the trajectory. It does seem to me that the Rodgers trajectory has been altered by his lack of playoff success and maybe even the fact that Breeze didn't get back to one and now it's over also maybe takes him down a notch compared to how he was perceived four or five years ago. True, but I also think with Aaron Rodgers, like, you know, with, with Drew Brees, that, that story is done, right? With, with Aaron, it's still a beautiful mystery. You don't know where he's going to go to next. It's almost not comparing because they're not the same, but it's almost like when LeBron was like, all right, like, I'm, I'm out of here, Cleveland. You're like, whoa, now you're going to Miami? Well, now you're going to be loaded? Now you get a chance to win more chips? Oh, wait, now you're going back to Cleveland? Now you're gonna... So, like, that change of location, it could, it could change how we or how some people might feel about how Aaron has handled the past year and a half, two years. Matt in Texas, you are on Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Yeah, good morning. Good morning, Matt. What's up, Matt? Um, I'm going to make Keyshawn take his headset and just throw it across the room. Brad Johnson. What about him, Johnson? Brad Johnson is better than Ben Roethlisberger. Well, I look, man. Brad was my Super Bowl winning quarterback, but quarterback since Keyshawn entered the NFL. Quarterback since Keyshawn entered the NFL. Brad Johnson entered the NFL before Keyshawn. That was easy. Yeah, I'm going to say Brad Johnson's not better than Ben Roethlisberger. Corey in L.A., you're on with Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio. No throwing of a headset necessary. That was easy. Uh, how y'all doing this morning? What's up, Good man? Good morning. Uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm calling about the uh, what team is the Matthew Stafford trade away from being in the Super Bowl. Okay. Um, I think, honestly, this is a hot take, but I think it's the Dallas Cowboys. I think that gives you a brings you to a certain level. But you mean to tell me that if you had Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson on that Dallas Cowboys team, they're not going to the Super Bowl? I mean, Jerry Jones not getting no younger. I mean, just a thought. Yeah, but 
the problem is that you got a top tier quarterback already on the team. The Rams didn't have a top tier quarterback at the time that they acquired Matthew Stafford. Um, so I think that 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 argument is really, really hard to sell me on because Dak Prescott is a top tier quarterback that'll be playing for the Cowboys for years to come. It is uh, interesting that somebody would draw that theme coming out of this year for Dak Prescott and let you know what he's up against, right? The theme like, all right, like you're healthy. This is your team. You got paid the bag. Now I need to see you complete the deal. And until I see you complete the deal, especially with, you know, how much time is left on the clock, so you have slid earlier, play calling, you know, Kellen Moore, all the situation around McCarthy and all that now, it's uh, the narrative does seem like it's floating out there about, like, if you were to replace him with Russell Wilson, like, would he have made the same mistake? Yeah, you know, I mean, Dak Prescott's a very good quarterback. But I just point out that that quarterback class who all got paid, Jared Goff, that was a mistake. Carson Wentz, that was a mistake. I'm not talking about what you thought at the time. In retrospect, those were mistakes. Dak Prescott, no one considered as a mistake. I don't think it was a mistake either. However, all these young cats in the AFC that we talk about, I take them all over Dak, and I don't have to think that hard about it. Maybe I'm wrong. We haven't seen Herbert even get to the playoffs, right? But just eyeball test, I think they're better. Yeah, I'm not even going to get into that conversation because it, it's – I'm not taking Justin Herbert over Dak Prescott right now. Who you're I'm not just, taking over Prescott? I, I, don't I couldn't know. hear you. Well, who I'm else? not. Are you, would you who? take who, who, who well, you Patrick Mahomes? You're taking over Dak. Josh Allen? Are you taking over Dak? I, I, to me, that's about the same, in my Whoa. opinion. What? I don't think it is. Yeah, it's to same? me, it's about the he same. Was second yeah. in MVP voting last year. I don't year, care man. about the voting. Dak Prescott was leading the voting until he got hurt. We'll Does get that mean a anything? Super Bowl champ to react to Key's quarterback list. And whether his quarterback is too low at number two. Jeff Saturday giving the straight talk. Brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Jeff, uh, you might be interested to know or maybe not. Okay. Before I ever made the Tom Brady Cliff prediction, oh, yeah. I made it about Peyton Manning. And I was right about that. Because oh, remember, people forget now. Peyton threw 50 touchdowns. Right? He was flying. He was as good or better than he'd ever. Oh, my God. He can do this till he's 50. I said the same thing about Favre. Both of those guys felt. It's so funny how we're trying to hit these moving targets, and now it seems that no one would argue against Tom Brady. But for a very long time, there were serious arguments with maybe even better evidence on Peyton's side. So I ask you, Key ranked his quarterback since he entered the league, since Key entered the league as the number one pick in 96, Brady to Big Ben. He had Brady one, Peyton two, Rodgers three, Big Ben four, head of Drew Brees. Mm. You played with two of those four. Yeah. Did Key get it right? Uh, I think he got it right until Roethlisberger. I, I, I think I would put Breeze uh, actually above Big Ben. And I, I mean, when you look at Breeze, I, mean, I can't remember how many seasons he had 5,000 yards, two or three um, 5,000 yard seasons, which is just insane, uh, especially at 16 games and the way, they, the way they did it offensively. So I would say well, he got it right from the top. I mean, I give him, I give him credit. That was, and, and I think Tom Brady has put himself in a completely different category. But when you think about you know, winning three or four his first four years Super Bowls, but then the the time in between where he didn't and coming back and winning and then going to a second team and winning another Super Bowl, I, I think he's put himself in a completely different, uh, you know, kind of stratosphere, which is very difficult to do in quarterback play in the NFL, but he's done it for sure. Hey, do you you think- know what? The reason, I, the reason I put Breeze 
right underneath, I guess, what you would call honorable mention or whatever the case is, and Big Ben being in that fourth spot, Ben Roethlisberger has been in the Super Bowl three times. Sure. And he's won two Super Bowls. And then you look at that throw in San Antonio yeah. Holmes that he made was pretty good. Okay. On top of that, Jeff, from a number standpoint, systems drive everything, right? I mean, if you were in a system where they consistently pulled the center, consistently. Sure. Imagine what you would look like at the center position. Be holy cow. Now, in my opinion, Jeff Saturday is a Hall of Fame center. But there are other centers that have been put into the Hall of Fame because they did that exact thing. They pulled because of the system. And people go, wow. When you look at Drew Brees and you look at Sean Payton and his system, you're going to throw for 5,000 yards. It's just they're dropped back in 40 times a game. That's just what he does. Bombs away. Takes nothing away from Drew Brees. I just look at Ben Roethlisberger's early success in his career, middle success in his career, opposed to the end of his career where he still had the Pittsburgh Steelers in a fighting chance. Yeah, I, I would say the only difference I, the, the, the difference for me is the ability that Roethlisberger, I think, I think in most of his career, almost every season he had a top 10 defense. That 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 is going to get you a lot of playoff wins. That's going to get you a lot of Super Bowls. And so so I would say, and again, we're splitting hairs here. You, yeah, you and I both absolutely. Agree. But but it, when you when you talk about those two, and I totally agree with you on systems and numbers and those kinds of things. But Roethlisberger's defenses and their running game, uh, you, you know, was 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 extremely good until the latter part of his career. Which and he did carry. Look, man, like you, I, I saw that you know that team. You know, it, it, it morphed into a passing team from which we never thought the Steelers would be because of how good he is I would just tip the cap to, to Breeze because of what what was what was asked of him in that Breeze and again he got a good defense towards the end of his career as well uh, but but for the large majority of it he was having to spin that thing uh, and, and met that challenge pretty much weekly Jeff Key has Aaron Rodgers at number three Max has brought up the point <laughs> that he thinks Aaron Rodgers has lost a little bit of value considering him not getting over the hump in the NFC Championship game, and obviously what happened this year. Do you yeah. find that to be true? No, absolutely not. Listen, man, like I, I, I appreciate Max is always trying. To, he's trying to throw somebody <laughs> off the cliff. It don't matter if it was Peyton, if it was Brady. Now it's Roger. He's always throwing somebody off the cliff. It's but, but listen, man. Aaron Rodgers' legacy is cemented in what he has done, what he has accomplished. This guy can spin it with the best of them. And and here's what I would tell you, Max. And and this is. When, you, when I think about Peyton Manning and why the argument for me was always that with Peyton and Brady is what was asked of Peyton early, especially early on, he, he redefined the position. Like he's called, I mean, when, when you think about I was on those offenses and how he had to check with me and, you know, every team has evolved into that now. But when we were doing it, it was, it was you know, it was kind of, uh, you know, it's cutting edge or whatever. What Aaron has been able to do in Green Bay it's not just about because I know everybody wants to associate all the wins with quarterbacks and all the losses with quarterbacks, and I just happen to be one of those guys who had to perform as well. So it's it's a little bit, you know, it, it hurts a little and bit. The center's he, part of the quarterback, yeah, you know what I mean. So, but as you look at this, Aaron Rodgers has done things in the system, the ability to scramble, and when you talk about like Patrick Mahomes, and I've heard you talk about the greatest you've ever seen, you know, all the all the things that you try to uh, to assign with him, like that. Aaron's done it and, and done it just as well, if not better, you know. And so when you look at that, that's why he's got to be three. I, and, I, and the legacy question, it's – dude, first about you can't get any better. No, no, of right? course. But, yeah. Jeff, that's what I'm talking about is – and this is difficult because we're trying to hit moving targets sure. while they're still playing. 
And in, in Rodgers' case, I think because, oh, look at this, they're getting to the NFC Championship game every year. It looks like he's going to win another Super Bowl pretty soon. And I think had he done that, you can't just – you got to go out and do it. Sure. I think if Key would have done this list or if a lot of people do this list, they'd have him over Peyton because he has this incredible natural ability and he would have matched him with the Super Bowls already. That's what I'm saying. Like no. The trajectory that Rodgers was on seems to me – to it was taking him to, well, it's like – leveling out you know under Brady yeah but people but people trying to factor in all of the negative stuff about Aaron Rodgers alone and that that's not fair we can't we can't worry about what he talked about in the offseason right we can't worry about what he did in in duping the system so he could still play we we got to get out of that because that's what people want to do and people shouldn't do that they should just look at his performance his ability, and who he is as a football player and not all the other stuff around him. Jeff, at their best, because you're right, Brady, his longevity has put him ahead of everybody, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Avocados. their best, because early on it's like Brady's the winner, but Peyton's kind of better, but Brady's the guy you want. But that's yeah. a lot because the teams they're on and Belichick and the whole thing. Yeah. Then Brady started putting up Peyton numbers in sure. addition to all that. Yeah. At their best, Ooh. who was better? Peyton or Brady? Well, I mean, you know I'm going to go with my guy. I mean, come on. <laughs> They're best. I mean, come on. Now, listen, man, like, like it, it's – these guys, when I tell you, it, it's hard to even quantify, like, how good they really were. But but playing with one guy for 13 years, obviously when he's – when he was as hot as it got, he played that way. It, but here's the, here's the issue with all those things. It's difficult to even say it because of how good Brady has been. And so when you talk about the greatest of all time, man, like that many Super Bowls, going to that many Super Bowls, I'm not just talking about how many wins, but going to that many Super Bowls, it doesn't just happen. And so I'm not going to discredit Tom Brady for being the greatest of all time because he is, and, and that's where that is. And, but, but, man, when I, listen, when I lined up with 18 – the dude is special. And, and, and when I tell you those two and then, then the Aaron Breeze conversation, to me, it's a completely different conversation with those two than it is even with the rest of the group because of how good they were for as long as they were. we got to get out of here, but I'll tell you what I told the guys earlier. Mahomes has been in the league five years, started four. If the Chiefs maintain this exact pace and he, and he has three more spans like this, so he, 20 years, 16 playing, he will have gone to eight Super Bowls and won four. <laughs> He'd yeah. be like still not where right. Brady is if insanity. they kept this up the whole time. It's insane. Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance. That's Super Bowl champion Jeff Saturday. Thank you, Jeff. Appreciate the Rams it. went all in on Matthew Stafford, and Vegas says you should too. Keyshawn J. Willemax, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio. Let's go from A to Z indeed. Guys, Joel Embiid is now the betting favorite to win the NBA MVP. The Sixers star had the night off last night, but over the weekend he became the betting favorite to win the award. Embiid was... 50 to 1 just two weeks ago and is now down to plus 240 at Caesar Sportsbook. Want to win a buck? Put down $2.40 on Embiid. That's the odds on favorite. Embiid, who did not play last night, has scored 25 plus points in 17 straight games, which is the longest streak by a seven footer since Kareem Abdul Jabbar in 1972. That's before I was born. Jay? Is Embiid the MVP right now, and is it a race? Oh, it, it, he would be the leader as of right now, but, I, I, you know, obviously Giannis, Jokic are in that conversation. Jokic is probably right up there. John Morant in that conversation. But just Joel Embiid, with the way he's playing, with the position he has the 76ers in, nobody's really talking about the Ben Simmons story as much because you're seeing Joel Embiid actually lead this damn team. I can't tell you all how many times players around the league – OGs have been like, man, we just want him to take the next step. Owning this team, saying it's mine. Not hearing post-game pressers, him joking around all the time, or him crying about calls. Him just being the best player and his conditioning being at the best caliber it can be. And that's who you're getting this year with Joel Embiid. Yeah, you know, I'm not saying that PER is like the end-all, be-all stat, but it's a pretty good thumbnail sketch, like pretty Mm -hmm. good, like an OPS in baseball or something like that. QBR in football for a quarterback – Jokic led the league last year. He's two points above that this year, leading the league again. So you're right. He's right there. And John Morant has really captured everyone's imagination, not just with his play, but with his style of play. But so is MBJ. He's bringing the ball up. He's throwing no look passes. They're third in the East, Max. Yeah. They're third in the East. I mean, style of play. You pointed out, and others have, his game is modeled on Jordan and Kobe more more than like a big. It's insane. All right. Matthew Stafford opens as a favorite to win the Super Bowl MVP. Key, speaking of MVPs, the MVP favorite, Stafford opened, or the, 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 the odds opened, Stafford plus 120, followed by Burrow plus 220 to win MVP. So Stafford, almost twice the odds to win over Burrow. Cooper Cup, Jamar Chase, Odell Beckham Jr., and Aaron Donald are the next four. Here is Dan Orlovsky yesterday on this very program on Stafford getting to the Super Bowl. Matthew's at his absolute best when he has no other choice but to be. That's when he's at his best. And really, yesterday in the fourth quarter was kind of 13 years in the making. He's been in that moment and had, had to play that way or needed to play that way for such a long time, but it never mattered to anybody outside of Detroit. So he's been prepared for that moment for such a long time. Key, I know that, you know, like players complain about narratives that are out there and this and that, and it's a team game, so you're depend- you know, your circumstances will have an impact on the script, right? 
But the way Stafford is writing his own script right now, beating Kyler Murray, beating Tom Brady when it looked for all the world like they were going to lose that game, playing the way he just played and now going to the Super Bowl, it's a, I, I, that, that to me is the most impressive thing. Yeah, it, it is impressive. And when you think about it, last year Tom Brady went from the New England Patriots to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and won the Super Bowl in his first year. Matthew Stafford can do the same coming over from Detroit and also to the Los Angeles Rams. But guess what he's doing? He's playing in his home stadium just like Tom Brady did. So when you start talking about narratives, there you go. You could add that to the pot as well. And if Matthew Stafford wins the Super Bowl, it will help his case to be inducted into the Pro Football Hall of Fame, no question about it, because he still has years left on his uh, body that he could continue to compile numbers. And if the Rams win the Super Bowl, they'll probably be in a situation over the next couple of years to repeat the Super Bowl. Because as you know, the Rams, they don't care. They'll mortgage off the future just to get what they want to get. So I like his odds of, of being the MVP. I think there's a strong possibility and chance that it could be him on the Rams. Hey, man. What organization you go to and you play for matters. You know, who your employer is matters. It determines your success at the end of the day. You know, your bosses, the people that they surround you with, that matters to you personally, whether you adapt with them, whether you have chemistry with them, whether your show, whether your job will be successful. And Matthew Stafford is a prime example. I've said this before on this show so many times, and I want fans out there to listen to this. There are only – there's bare few people – LeBron James, if you want to say Aaron Donald, right, that regardless of whatever situation you put them on, they're going to elevate it next level. For everybody else, man, fit matters. No doubt. For Matthew Stafford, Detroit mattered. And a even lot of the players were, you mentioned, they, it matters for it them too. It still matters for less. them to yeah. a point too. Yeah. Like LeBron with Matthew Delvadova and company, right? Like there was a long time he didn't win one. Um, Boopsy Gibson, all these names that he played with that people were using to – like, debase him. Oh, he just gets there and he can't get over the hump. And you're like, well, damn, who is he playing with? He goes down to Miami. He plays with talent. He wins. So my thing with Matthew Stafford, it's a walk of redemption, and I love it. You know, the other player, I, and the, I mentioned Aaron Donald, the reason the Rams, to me, are in this position is because Aaron Donald, who's 30 years old for a defensive player, who's been defensive player of the year how many times? Three times already and should win it this year. Like, he was the best defender in the NFL that I watched, in my opinion, this year. The fact that he's still playing at this level, like ela- that now they bring in Von Miller. Oh, man, that's a problem. These guys flying off the edges with Aaron Donald in the middle. And that set it up. Like he's, he made the play that sent Matthew Stafford to the Super Bowl. Oh, man. Pressure either makes diamonds or busts pipes. So what will it be for the NFL's newest first-time head coach? That's coming up next right here on Keyshawn, J. Will, Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and download the podcast while you're at it. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. 